0: For those of you that are here this morning, you might be a little disappointed. I have no props. Um, I have no handouts. Um, so, But um, we thought about doing a few things like that, but then we thought about Pastor Heather. And, uh, you know, maybe some fire shooting out of my hand, or, you know, uh, like we were going to have uh, um, just a fire lit right here with a fire pit, you know, but we thought it might get a little warm in here with a fire pit. So, um, but anyway... Yes, so, so we thought, ah, oh, we better not do that, you know, um, so we'll just keep it, um, everything on the screen today, so, but um, let's pray first before we get started, amen. Heavenly Father, we just come in Jesus' name, and we thank you and praise you for today. We thank you for the wonderful words that we heard from uh, Mike and B, and the things that are going on in Thailand. Uh, Father, we know that uh, sometimes we don't realize how much you're moving across the world and around these nations. And I thank You that Your Spirit is everywhere and people just have to hook up with what You're doing and You move in a mighty way. And um, this morning, Father, we're just trusting, believing, knowing that You said in Your Word that where two or more are gathered, You're there in the midst. We thank You that You're here this morning. It's nothing that we have to do to work up um, or try and, and, uh, you know... um, manipulate you into moving you want to move more than we want you to move you want to move by your spirit father so we thank you this morning and we praise you that you are here and you're going to meet every need that we have in jesus name amen amen praise god well i'm talking about today wildfire and it's not what you think because when we hear the term wildfire we think bad stuff right right Um, We hear in the news a lot of times about wildfires and how they come through and they destroy things. They, um, you know, destroy families. They might destroy homes. Um, You know, people try and run from the wildfires. And, um, but we're going to take a different direction than that today. And we're actually going to talk about the good things that happen when a wildfire comes through and then what happens after the wildfire has left. And you'll be amazed and surprised. I was actually surprised. But doing the research, I was actually surprised at how much it actually lines up with our lives and our growth and the way that we grow up in the things of God. So you'll actually be like, wow, I didn't know that. Wow, I didn't see that. But I actually was like, wow, I didn't know that. Wow, I didn't see that. So and, uh, but it, it'll, it'll actually set up some things today and it'll really bless you um, talking about wildfires and um, how they actually affect our lives and um, how um, it compares to the Spirit of God and what He wants to do. Amen. So let's get into it. Let's talk about the three things that a wildfire does. There's three beneficial things that wildfires do. Number one, Wildfires actually, uh, there's actually forest, and when they're big and they're tall and the forest are thick, they actually have underbrush that comes under, and the underbrush actually begins, because there's so much humidity in a big forest, the dishumidity in underbrush actually um, dries out. But there's some humidity also that causes diseases. So first of all, there's all this underbrush and all this... uh, um, you know, branches that break off and, and different things. And, and in this, when you actually have this uh, underbrush, um, these wildfires, when they come through, they actually burn that stuff up and they get rid of it. So, and uh, when, when um, the underbrush then gets out of the way, there's actually seeds in the ground that would have never been able to be germinated and actually come to... Um, seedlings and, and turn into trees if the wildfire would never came through so and then uh, number two they benefit plant growth by reducing disease spread as I said there's actually diseases and stuff that will actually take place in these forests so when you actually uh, when the wildfire comes through it actually destroys these diseases that affect the trees so if you see a big forest and you see these little trees trying to grow they actually, most of the time, will have diseases on them because of the humidity and how much um, moisture and stuff is in the air. They can't grow properly. So when the wire, wildfire comes through, it actually gets rid of the diseases and stuff that's on the ground or on these trees. So number three. Uh, number three says it actually, the, when the wildfire comes through, it releases nutrients from the burned plants which encourage new growth. So we actually, when they come through, and all the trees and and, and, uh, most of the big trees, a lot of little trees are all burned up, then it actually, the nutrients from the the, um, trees being burned up and stuff settle onto the ground and it creates new growth. So in our lives, how many of you can see how this kind of compares to our growth when we actually allow God to come into our life And I've actually been going through a process here the last, I don't know, what, five weeks, Pastor? Um, Where, um, you know, a lot of you know, and some of you may not know, me and Amanda are actually leaving in November to go back to Columbia. And we're going to be there for three, four months, maybe longer. We don't know how long, but we're planning on going there. And so a lot of times when you go into missionary work, there's some things that maybe you're like, okay, God, I don't want this to affect me. When I go into ministry, you know, I don't want this to to cause problems. I don't want things to come in the way because there's a lot of stress. You know, I mean, we're going to Columbia. There's different uh, there's cultural differences there. There's also, um, you know, the language barrier, of course. You know, we're learning Spanish right now. But how many of you know, I'm I'm almost 52 years old, man. It's hard to learn a new language. The older you get, the harder it is to learn something new, you know. So we're having to learn Spanish, and, and so there's a lot of stress that comes with going into um, you know, full-time ministry or even going into missionary work. So there's a lot of things that can come in and try and cause problems. So I was like, Pastor, I want to make sure that there's nothing that's going to hinder us or harass us or stop us from going into ministry. So we set up some times to come in where we could pray, and maybe some boulders that were in the way or even some small things that I just need a prayer for. So we took some time and we actually found some boulders, um, some pretty serious things that were still kind of in the way. And praise God, I allowed God to come in and His wildfire, if you will, to come in and destroy a lot of those things in my life that I that were going to stop us from actually doing the full amount of what God wanted to do in Columbia amen so in our lives even when when we have situations that come up stress that maybe happens in our lives sometimes we need that wildfire to come in and consume and take care of those things amen just like maybe the dead wood that we have in our lives maybe some disease that maybe we have that's affecting the way that we pray maybe affecting the way that we look at situations um, culturally, there's a lot of things in our lives that affect the way um, that we deal with stuff, amen? So even here in America, we deal with things totally different than maybe people in Colombia or even people in Europe or, or you know, even, uh, you know, we, we have Tom back here, and praise God, I'm glad he's with us, amen? And uh, But he comes with his own cultural differences, right? So there's some things that we need to sometimes get out of the way and allow God to burn out of our lives, right? So, Let's go to uh, um, the seeds in the ground that can't grow until sunlight penetrates the undergrowth. How many of you know that in our lives, personally, we actually have things that take place um, that we're like, man, God, you gave me dreams. You gave me certain things that you said were going to happen in my life. And you gave me, you know, maybe visions or or things that you told me was going to happen in my life. Maybe someone prophesied over me 10 years ago and I still haven't seen this come to pass. Well, maybe it's a seed that's already been planted, but maybe you have some overgrowth. And maybe you need that that Spirit of God to come in and to consume some of those things in your life so that those seeds that have been planted can grow. If you don't have the sunlight hitting those seeds, if you don't have the rain coming in and hitting those seeds, they're not going to grow. They're not going to germinate. Amen? You need those three things. You need rain, and you need sunlight, and you need moisture, right? You need to, the soil, good soil for those um, seeds to take root and to begin to grow. So in our lives, maybe there are certain things that God has told us that we need that consuming fire to come in and to over um, overpower and take care of maybe some things that we have in the way so that God can burn them out, amen? So that then we can see these seeds grow. Praise God. The next thing I want to talk about is that there's many trees that believe it or not are actually fire. They have fire-resistant bark. So there's there's big trees that grow in the forest, especially out in California and the surrounding areas. But they actually have fire-resistant bark, and they require fire to open their waxy cones and release the seeds inside. So many of us actually might have seeds on the inside of us that God's planted there, but we need some fire to come in and actually burn up. Those waxy things on the outside, that's holding those seeds from opening up and to germinate, amen? So how many of you can see there's some correlations between maybe our lives and what goes on in these forests with the fires, amen? Some of us may have built up a resistance around us to the fire, but we have seeds that are hanging there, and all we need is that fire to come in and begin to wax away, All those things and and with those seeds germinate and take root. Amen. So praise God. And uh, so these things actually happen during the wildfire. But now let's take a look and see what happens after the wildfire already came through. Um, Sometimes in post-wildfire landscapes, it'll explode into thousands of flowers known as super blooms. How many of you have ever heard of super blooms before? Super blooms, I actually have a really cool picture, but obviously we can't have it up here. But it's actually a picture, if you guys can see my iPad there. It's actually a super bloom of flowers that take place after a wildfire comes through. So, And it's thousands upon thousands of flowers. Now, how many of you know that if we can surrender certain things in our lives, like I've really dug in, man, and found some things in my life that have been hindering me, I'm looking forward to going to Columbia and having a super bloom. Amen. I'm looking forward to some of those seeds that have been, uh, you know, sitting around and, and waiting for the sunlight to come in, waiting for this uh, surge of power to come in that all of a sudden I'm going to have this super bloom. These seeds are going to take place in my life. Amen. That's what I'm expecting. And that's what I want for you guys today. I want you to experience what, what is called a super bloom where you've allowed God to come in and consume things in your life. Take care of them today. Amen. Let God come in. Let God, t- he's a, you know, we're actually going to get to that here in a second. And you're like, oh, man, this is kind of boring. I don't know. But we're going to get to it. I'm telling you. And, and you're going to realize that there's a lot of things in our lives that correlate with nature. And I don't know why God always shows me nature stuff. But I think it's amazing because Jesus used parables all the time. Amen. Jesus was always talking about certain things. You know, the parables and uh, you know stories that he used and and just everyone could understand it when jesus talked about you know well the you know the lamb and and uh, jesus went after the one and left the 99 they knew what he was talking about you know so we see different stories that god can use and every time i get ready to preach god always says well what about this or what about that and he always shows me nature and how things correlate between nature and us amen so i just found it interesting that they actually had this Super bloom of flowers that were taking place, but that that super bloom, one that happened, if that wildfire didn't come through and destroy all the the um the overbrush and all the different things that happened. So, and then um, there's actually wildflowers and small forbs is what they call it begin to grow, and the small forbs are simply like little grasses, little wildfires or little uh, wildflowers that actually begin to grow in the soil and they begin to take root. How many of you know that dandelions here, I mean, in the spring, they grow everywhere, right? I mean, dandelions are just like, because there's opportunity for these wildflowers to grow, because the grass is being cut, you know, then the seeds can take root, the sunlight gets into the lower parts of the grass, and then we see all these dandelions come up. The same thing that happens whenever these wildfires come through in these big um, forests and stuff. Everything's gone, and it's just basically a wasteland until these wildflowers pop up. So, and all these different, what they call forbs. So, and then, the next, the, the grasses begin to move in. And they take over the forbs. So, they, you got to have all these wild grasses that come in and begin to take over. Well, that actually feeds all the little animals that wouldn't have had these before, like the rabbits and the squirrels and the chipmunks. You know, they actually begin to come in and they'll eat the grass. And, uh, and so, that actually brings in the bigger animals as well. And this, again, wouldn't have happened if we didn't see, uh, you know, this wildfire come through and destroy this forest. So, and then as we go on, it actually says that uh, pioneer trees move in and take over after this. And the pioneer trees are actually a little bit taller than, you know, the scrub brush and the wildflowers. And, the, and these pioneer trees are like the little pine trees that you always see that begin to grow up. So, and what these pine trees do is that as they begin to grow, they begin to shed their needles. And all of a sudden, now the ground is beginning to become moistured again. And the ground is actually beginning to form better soil that wasn't there before. Because all these dead things that were there, all these things that were happening, and uh, and when the big forest was there, the sunlight couldn't penetrate. So there was no way for the sun to get in and begin to make this nice, rich soil for other things to grow. Amen? You guys following me so far? So then we see that after the pioneer trees, next is, is what they call scrub canopy. So, and that's actually where the trees begin to grow and, and the, the pioneer trees, and then the trees kill off the grass and the wildflowers. And the scrub trees begin to drop their needles and leaves which create mulch and nutrient rich soil. So the scrub trees are after the pioneer trees and they grow a little bit taller and they begin to form a canopy. And in this process, now more humidity is coming into the area and more moisture is being held in the ground. And the sunlight's not penetrating as deep as it used to, but it's still creating this nice, rich soil. So, and the next is uh, the, the end-all, be-all is the climax forest. This is like the, the final forest, the thing that takes place after the scrub canopy and all this stuff happens. Then you have all these seeds that were in the ground that began to fall that couldn't grow before and now they were left behind and these big tall trees begin to grow up and it's called a climax forest and the humidity in the forest rises and taller stronger trees begin to grow and shade out the scrub trees the taller trees roots go deep because of the nutrient rich soil from the scrub trees so isn't that interesting so can you guys relate to this now how this actually happens even in our lives we see this as just, I mean, a a pure example about how we grow in the things of God. Amen. You know, when we first get saved and we first start to develop a relationship with God, we see that, you know, we all of a sudden, how many of you ever seen when someone gets radically saved and then God starts blessing them left and right, man. It's like, you know, every, every step they take, God's in it, you know, boom, 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 because they're babies and God's like, I love you. I'm trying to show you how much I love you. It looks like they're in super bloom. Amen. I mean, they got wildflowers grown everywhere and it seems like everything they touch, man, just begins to, you know, take shape and form and it's amazing. So then we see, you know, that that as they develop, now you got to have a little more faith. You got to have a little more trust in God, Amen. Some things begin to die off, but then other things become stronger, right? And we see that it goes from that little scrub tree into this climax forest, Amen. So and the trees that grow big and strong in that climax forest, their roots go super deep. And it takes another forest fire, another wildfire to come through and take care of that climax forest, amen? So it's a cycle that we're all in, amen? That's a thing that happens in our lives. And we need, every once in a while, a revival fire to come in, amen? To stir us back up, to kill off some things that maybe we've been sitting on for a long time. Maybe we're in that climax forest right now and we've gotten comfortable with the way things are going. We've gotten comfortable with, oh man, this is just, yeah, this feels pretty good. Well God's like, no, wait a minute, we need to come in and maybe stir this up a little bit, amen. Let's take care of some dead things that's been lingering way too long. Maybe there's some disease that has come in, right? So you need another forest fire, another wildfire to come through and to stir you up a little bit. Amen. It's like Elijah or Ezekiel said it's like fire. Shut up in my bones, amen. You can't contain it when it begins to get stirred up on the inside of you. You can't contain it anymore, it's got to come out. It's like that rivers of living water that flows up from inside of you, amen. It's like a gallon that you hook up to a faucet, and as it begins to grow, and it begins, there's nowhere for it to go. It's got to come out somewhere, and that's how I feel a lot of times in my life. I'm just like so stirred up and so ready to go, and so wanting to do something for God that I'm about to explode. Amen. And that's how Ezekiel felt when he said, it's like fire shut up in my bones. I can't contain this. Amen. We see many examples, even Elijah, when he was, um, you know, uh, standing there before the the, um, priest of Baal. And he's like, yeah, go ahead and call down fire from your God. Go ahead and do your thing. You know, we'll see whether or not your God's going to answer. And then he was like standing there and Nothing happened for hours upon hours. They did everything they could to call upon Baal. They were cutting themselves. They were doing everything that they thought they knew how to do. And Elijah's standing there saying, yep, just wait. You guys go ahead and do your thing. Just wait, you know. And then he told uh, the soldiers there, bring some water and pour it on my altar. No, that's not enough. Bring some more water and pour it on my altar. And then all he did was say a simple prayer. I know the Lord God of heaven, and I know you hear me when I pray. A big, consuming fire came down and took care of that whole entire altar that he said set up. Amen? Amen. Praise God. So I know in my life there's been many times where I've had to rely on that power and that fire that comes in and is wanting to consume and take care of a lot of things that are in my life. So when we look at this, uh, when this climax fire... uh, we see that a new forest is now growing and thriving. But um, I want to just talk to you about Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28 and 29. It says, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom, it cannot be shaken. Let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. In verse 29 it says, For our God is a consuming fire. Amen? Our God is a consuming fire. So God in our lives, wants to consume some of the things that we've held on to. Maybe some things in our lives that, you know, we, we don't even realize that we've been holding on to. Maybe some things that are very culturally accepted here, but God's like, no, I want to take care of that in your life. Amen. Some things that maybe happened in your childhood or some things that you've been dealing with and you're like, God, I don't know how to take care of this, but he wants to come in and consume that. Amen. He wants to come in and make sure that there's no longer any disease or anything that's going to hold you back or keep you from doing what God's called you to do. Amen? So praise God. Praise God. I know that he is an all-consuming fire. So in Deuteronomy 4.24, it says, for the Lord your God is a consuming fire, a jealous God. So we see many times in the word of God that he, he, God uses the word fire. Amen? Well, even when, um, Isaiah was at the altar, and he said that God came down, or the angel came down off the altar and grabbed the hold of a coal of fire from off the fire and stuck it on my lips. Amen? So, in other words, he was wanting to cleanse his, his lips because he knew he was going to be speaking to the nation of Israel. Amen? So, many times, I know even that we're going to get to it here in a second, talking about, you know, John the Baptist, and when he was baptizing people and uh in in the jordan and people were coming down to him and being baptized um there was many times where you know he he was just baptizing in water like god told him to and then when jesus came on the scene he was like there's one that's going to come after me but he's going to baptize you with fire amen and that baptism in fire how we just had baptism what uh three or four weeks ago pastor and we learned what is baptism it's full immersion right so when we're fully immersed in the, in the power and presence of God, He is an all-consuming fire, amen, that He wants to completely consume us. And in baptism, when we go down and we come back up, then we're completely immersed or engulfed in that fire, amen. So when Jesus was teaching and preaching and telling others about, you know, the kingdom of God and, and what was happening, He was actually talking about this soon coming thing that was going to happen, and you're going to be baptized with fire, amen, that full immersion and where God's going to come in and consume things in our lives that we didn't even know that we had, amen, and I know I keep saying that, but that's because that's what happened to me. There were some things in my life that I didn't even know I had, some things in my life that I didn't even know were there, but as I begin to allow God to come into my life and consume these things, it's like... Oh, yeah, that came up. Oh, yeah, that came up. Yeah, we need to get rid of this. Yeah, this was in my way, man. And, you know, as soon as I got prayer, as soon as I got prayer, the Bible says that, you know, uh, the husband sanctifies the wife and the wife sanctifies the husband. So as soon as I started getting prayer, guess who else needed prayer? Yeah, that's right. My wife right here in the front pew, she needed prayer, Amen. But that's how the process works, right? But as soon, listen to this, as soon as I got prayer and as soon as she started to feel agitated and she started to feel like, oh, man, I need prayer and I, I, I need to go and take care of this, things began to open up for us. Listen, we've been sitting on deeds for two houses, two houses for almost two years that we're waiting to open up so we could actually go in and start fixing these houses up. And as soon as I went in and got prayer, and right where she was feeling that she needed prayer, boom, we get the deeds for them. Now, you're going to tell me that's not a coincidence, amen? That's God saying, all right, I see you lining up with things, so I'm going to open up these doors that have been shut for almost two years, but now you've got the deeds to go and fix these two homes, amen? So, and in that process, we're actually going to be able to rent uh, one of the homes before we leave for Columbia, and we're going to have money coming in to where, you know, we're, we're going to, Uh, have just residual income coming in while we're there. Amen. So praise God, right? Amen. And then also uh, in that process too, we didn't know exactly where we were going to go. We knew that God was calling us back into the mission field. but We had all these things up in the air. God, where are you calling us? God, what do you want us to do? We're not sure. We don't know. You know, we had, even um, when we went for our training, the people were like, where are you guys going to go? And we're like, we don't know. South of the United States. That's all we know. We had no idea what South of the United States meant, you know, whether Central America, South America, you know, over to the, um, and some of you, you know, might say, Woohoo, but the, you know, the Caribbean islands. So, you know, we were, we we're like, Jesus, we'll go suffer there for you, man, you know. So, um, but in that process of me getting prayer and then Amanda getting prayer, boom, all of a sudden God spoke and was like, nope, you're going back to Columbia. So that's where your heart is. That's where you started. So, And that's where you're going to finish strong. Amen? So we have many, many doors open there that we're going to be able to walk through. So praise God. But I know that if I hadn't have made that decision to actually be, you know, come for prayer and to you know, ask God, God, what's going on? Then that all-consuming fire wouldn't come into my life and begin to get things out that I needed gone and removed. And when he did, that's when these doors opened up. Praise God. So maybe in your life you actually have things going on. Maybe in your life, you know, you feel like maybe I'm at that place where uh, I have some diseases. Maybe I have some things. Maybe my bark is hard. Amen? Maybe uh, I, I haven't allowed that fire to penetrate back into my life again. Maybe I haven't allowed certain things to take place that I knew needed to take place in my life. Maybe I've been holding on to things that I need to let go. Maybe I have some dead limbs. Maybe I have some underbrush that I just need God to come in and clear it out of the way so that some seeds that I know have been planted in my life can grow. Maybe that's where you're at today. Maybe you feel like, oh man, I got that fire shut up in my bones. I know that God is calling me to do something bigger. But something every time I try to move forward, it's like I hit this ceiling or I hit this wall in front of me. Maybe you need to ask God, do I need to remove some things out of my life? Amen? Maybe I need to take care of some things so that some other doors can open. Um, maybe that's you today. So, but what I'm asking is that you allow God today to come in as that all consuming fire and you begin to allow Him to move in your life. One other scripture that I want to talk about real quick before we move on is uh, it's actually in uh, Acts 1 8 and I don't want to deal with Acts chapter 2. But Acts 1 8, a lot of you here might know that it says, but you will receive power. When the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. This was Jesus speaking to his disciples, and he was saying that you'll be endued with power. That actually, that enduement is actually that power means duodenous power, which that's where we get our word dynamite from. So, how many of you know that there's power in that dynamite? When we see dynamite released, when we know that there is an all consuming thing that happens when we see dynamite explode amen so some of us might be sitting here saying i have that dynamite on the inside of me but i don't know what to do with it well this morning maybe this is your opportunity to say god i want to move forward in you and i want this dynamite to explode in my life i want the all-consuming fire i want jesus to come in and light my wick amen i want him to set me on fire and begin to do things in my life that i know i have purpose in doing amen Praise God. And then, of course, Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, it says, When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. So this is exactly what John the Baptist prophesied about. And then this is exactly what Jesus talked about in John chapter 16. And this is exactly what we saw happening. That, that we, can't, we saw it come to pass, amen? That now we can be filled with fire. Now we can be baptized in fire with the all-consuming fire that comes from God, amen? And we can have some things change in our lives. Praise God. So, Pastor, if you want to come up, and we're just going to pray. We're going to believe. Yes.
1: I want to say this. This metaphor, this um, nature of how to look at this, is really beautiful. The weight. I'm going to mix in a couple of metaphors. You know, Smokey the Bear was all about don't you know stop the forest fires because they would have these wildfires come. But what they learned from all of this was that without having the fires, everything goes dead. The ecosystem dies. And I believe the Holy Spirit wants to place His wonderful finger upon any dead wood in your life that's causing you to not move forward in God's divine purpose in your life. Because there is vision. There are things that He wants to cause to grow in your life. Now here's what's wonderful about the Lord. He does a control burn. The things that need to be burned up are burned up. Not the things that don't need to be burned up. He causes the things that are in the way of His purpose in your life to be addressed. Would you lift your heads to the Lord? If you would, close your eyes for a moment. We're going to ask Holy Spirit fall fall with fresh fire, fresh fire in this house, hindrances, obstacles, dead wood, dead wood that has defined the terrain. If you have dead wood in your life that has defined what you look like, the Lord says, I want to remove the dead wood, I want to burn it out. He's wanting to burn out those things that do not represent Jesus in your life. Would you go ahead and set those things before the Lord? The Holy Spirit is very active in the room. He's very active in the room right now. There's something about getting stuck that the Lord is just not into. He's not into you being stuck. He wants to set a fire to whatever is that undergrowth that has blocked his divine purpose in your life. I want to ask you to allow a spirit of praise from your hearts. So thank the Lord for what he's beginning to address in your heart say thank you Lord I do not want to you know what it is you know the thing there are some habits that are deadwood habits and you need I, I've, I've noticed something recently in my own life that you can get bored with the world that it doesn't serve you let the Lord torch put, put the fire to the things of the world that you've allowed to define your daily activities. Let him have that. Can we lift up our hearts to the Lord now? And just like, just like when Elijah asked the fire to come down, say, Father God, in the name of Jesus, send your consuming fire to this place in my heart that hinders me from becoming what you want me to be at this time in your purpose in my life. Let's go ahead and praise him for that. Fresh fire, fresh fire of God, fresh fire of God. Praise your name, Lord. Praise your name, Lord. Praise your name, Lord. I feel like this word underbrush, there's just stuff that's been under. Just in your way, in your way, Lord wants to set up so you can see where you're going, so you're not tripping over the bushes of your life. Would you say, Father God, come with Jesus' flame and burn away this stuff that's hindered me from clear, a clear path, what I'm supposed to take? You know, when we speak in metaphor type ways, they're word pictures, but the point is, you know, your individual life you know the things we're not here to point out sins but there are things that you open up to that create a deadness in your life the Lord says I want to burn that out things that hinder the joy of your, your relationship with the Lord things that's, that's hinder the joy of the relationship with your family your wife your children your husband things that hinder the relationships the Lord says I want to burn that out would you hand it to him right now I'm serious Just hand your heart over to him. Hand your heart over to him. Right now. Thank you, Lord. Spirit of God, move, work in us. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let me say, without the fire being fanned into flame you lose all witness of who Christ is in your life. And some of us just may well be like a wick about to go out. And the Lord wants to rekindle your fervor for Him today. Rekindle and cause to glow what has been dimmed in your life. Would you say, Spirit of God, come and reignite me now. Reignite me now. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Let's stand, if you would, stand together. We have some people that will be down here for agreeing with you in prayer. Do you have something to add? Hallelujah.
2: Well, (laughs) so there's like three different places you can go. But the most important place for you to go, first of all, is some of you need to take a little further step of faith in action god is a god of faith but he's also a god of action so you're stepping out of the pew and moving towards something is sometimes all you need to do so if you feel i didn't quite get all of that and but i i really want this fire this this thing to really begin in my life to burn out that underbrush you come down here i saw a lot of people kneeling and that simple act of you humbling yourself before the lord saying i'm tired of this being this way i don't know how you're going to do it all or what you're going to do it all You're taking a first step towards, it's an action step of faith. And I believe, I'll be down here, I believe God will begin to set you on fire. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name.